This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Boat Trader is America's largest boating marketplace with over 100,000 boats to choose from. We offer simple, comprehensive solutions for those looking to sell, find, and finance new or used boats. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. I've seen a deal on extra duty a long time ago where they just didn't have nothing for him to do. And I was leaving for the day, and I didn't want out there. So our majors like, flip them rocks, make sure they tan evenly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, get him. He was a fucked up bad. <laughs> Welcome to Whiskey White Tales. This is a bottle kill episode, folks. And if that's your first time with us or first time hearing one, these are pre-recorded for the weeks that we can't get together and do podcasts due to travel or other events. Um, we usually do these with guest spots. So this time, we're doing a bottle pour of the Evan Williams Single Barrel, killing that bottle off tonight. And our special guest is Ortiz from Snipers Unknown. Are you there, buddy? What's going on, man? What's happening? It's happening, just getting off work, man. You know, making the money, taking care of, you know, living. <laughs> That's the move. We're going to get this bottle pop. It's going to be a dead one. Oh, that didn't sound too bad. It sounded like an old rum bottle. Yeah. What are you drinking on? I don't know if you heard it before. I actually have my in-laws that are at uh, Berlin, and uh, usually every year they give me something new. Uh, this one's called Gilor Single Malt Whiskey. Nice. I think you're the first person to drink uh, some uh, single malt here, especially single malt whiskey. Yeah, on the show. I think he is first. Yeah, you're the first one, so congratulations. Oh, yeah. I like that bottle, Um, the white little container thing it comes in. Yeah, the majority of the ones I've had, um, like you got, I think you posted before, Gildrich. I have something very similar to that, and that bottle's like triangular shape, which is really cool, too. And they all come in the same type container, at least the ones I've been getting. From Germany. That's really cool. You said this was your mother-in-law? Yep. Nice. Very cool. I needed somebody in another country to hook me up with free whiskey. <laughs> my wife's there. My wife's there right now, actually. So if you got something you want her to pick up, let me know. Really? Got some Volkswagen mm-hmm. parts I need. <laughs> <laughs> well, virtual cheers, my man. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you. Yes, sir. Yeah, no problem, guys. Mmm, yum. And for those that don't know what a bottle kill is, that's the end of our single barrel of Williams. We're uh, killing it. She'd be empty now. 
Um, it's pretty good. Put in oak in 2012. Whoop. Dropped it. <laughs> Completely sober. Already dropping things. But anyway, so Sniper's Unknown Man. Tell us about it. Pretend that oh, you're talking to people that have never heard of it. They have no idea what it is. Okay. So in a nutshell, man, I mean, we have, uh, we've, we've known to precision shooting, you know, competitions, PRS, you know, there's been a, other, a lot of competitions. And uh, what this does in a nutshell, man, is uh, uh, been very fortunate to be within the sniper community, you know, while I'm in the service, my buddies, and I got a real close friend of mine who uh, we deployed with, you know, a couple of times together. And uh, he came up with the idea and was like, hey, we think about this, man. And it just came an idea, we did it the first year. And what the event provides is some people are like, oh, sniper, that's cool. I'd love to do that someday. And, and, and that's the best part about it. We kind of give the opportunity for those who are not in that law enforcement background or that military background to come shoot with their, you know, their buddy or, you know, their partner, um, put them through the paces, man, those scenarios of um, obviously the safe environment and, and have a good time, man. It's, that's the best part. Just put them in those situations. Uh, majority of them have been either from, something that happened to us or you know or soldiers or military members who you've gone through these situations and kind of put our own little twist on them to have these guys shoot them um for two days straight and that's the reason that um so our everybody knows our resident green beret here um he's the one that turned me on to you for that reason because it's it's more than just laying on the ground shooting at a fixed target that's a known distance away it's actual situations and some of your pictures on your instagram you have guys sitting on a roof like shooting over a rooftop and so that's where that came from is, is true team stories or, you know, group stories. Yeah. He actually probably knows a few guys that probably come to our events. We're pretty, uh, pretty heavy on the soft side. Um, and yeah, man, if we had a couple guys come out with this, you know, bringing the mats out, laying them out, uh, good luck to you, man. You might not even need that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think it makes the, uh, makes the competition a lot more interesting whenever you're dealing with, um, additional variables that as a shooter or a spotter, you have to, you have to take into account, you know, um, I, I, without giving anything away, uh, for competitors, can you give some examples of maybe stuff you've done in the past that maybe you're not repeating? Oh yeah, no problem. Uh, far as repeating, man, we have, we have not repeated anything. Cool. And, that, and that's the goal we, we try to have every time that people, someone comes out, it's not the same thing. Good. Um, that's cool. And, uh, the, in a nutshell, man, what I like about it is, um, is you know, people with most you know, sniper backgrounds, they kind of be so reliant beyond being an optic or behind a long gun. Mm-hmm. So we kind of twist it up. What about the close engagement? So you're looking at pistol engagements and rifle engagements, looking at from zero or sorry, from zero to 1,400, 1,500 meters okay. or yards, I should say. So um, you're not going to know ranges. Um, you're not going to know where targets are. So it's kind of very... Uh, that's the word you're coming in adapting, man. So we say go or contact or whatever we, the, you know, Arlo decides to say, you're just adapting, man. There's no, you're not going to know. Yeah. You could be going, it could be against some of these are in buildings, um, where you come around the corner and it's like, Oh shoot, there's eight steel targets, pistol <laughs> engagements. You know what I mean? Now right. they're, they're slinging their weapon to the side and going to work with a pistol or they go around the corner and there's nothing because all the targets are 800 to a thousand. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's very, uh, you got to pay attention. Target, target detection is huge. Being, being aware of your surroundings is very, very important as well. So it's, it, I mean, in a nutshell, man, adapting. That's how I, I feel about that at all. Most of our stages ran. Do you run it like we ran missions uh, in Afghanistan where you have like the morning meeting to discuss what 
you know, the average layout of the area and who we're looking for or why we're going there. Do you run it like that or you just say, here's the door, walk through it? So every time they go to a stage, you have an RO, which um, we're pretty proud of our ROs. They're actually, um, they're the same background as you, my man, um, and majority are uh, from the schoolhouse. Yeah. So they come up to ROs, they brief them. We try to give them something. We want them all to be in the dark. Sometimes we'll give them right. an azimuth. Um, we'll give them a direction. We'll give them, maybe give them one, what the target looks like or a left limit or right limit. You know, we'll give them something. Um, so it's like a guy who's like, you know, doesn't know anything about a compass and he's going to kind of be lost. Yeah. So, yeah, so kind of like we let them understand. And sometimes we're like, Hey, here's a little mini range card. And they're like, what is this? And it, and it makes them kind of like, Oh, cool. I didn't know this. I've never heard of it. So it kind of puts them to something new. Um, and most of those guys, like we've had guys came from the you know first year, um, we're on the, uh, on the bottom half of, of, you know, of the rankings. And now they're like sitting at top 10 and they train, man, they actually go out and train in that in within qualified personnel to get better at this and they're monsters now you can see the big difference in how they they love it and these are just civilian guys man they love it they love the the whole cyber community they're, we treat them like our own you know so we kind of we try to we don't want to go full you know 100 regards like oh we're giving briefs you know you know op orders and everything yeah. else but we do give them something to help them out a little bit that's cool that you you make them learn pieces that a regular civilian wouldn't, wouldn't think about like how to read, how to do a back ass method and, and running a compass and, yeah. and what grid squares look like. And well, as soon as you said that, I thought like, well, you know, what about, you know, what about uh, career law enforcement, you know, SWAT guys, maybe been SWAT for 15 years or sniper. Like they're not doing land navigation. No. So like, you know, they may be great shooters, but they're going to, they're going to bomb on that challenge. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we think realistically, I mean, how far those guys actually have to engage a target. That's, that's you know true. I mean, so, and like, we always, I'm not going to go detail. We have always have like a hostage stage, which we have dudes who crush the holy day, like two days straight, and then fail the hostage stage and they lose. They went from third place all the way to 15th place. Damn. So, yeah. So you got to be under game all two days. Yeah. That's something too, because uh, most military probably wouldn't know what to do in a hostage situation either. <laughs> You shoot through them. Huh? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's a, it's a, it's a. Oh, AP. Yeah, it's a thin wall into another target. That's what med- that's what medics are for. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Aim low. That's crazy. Um, so, th- how many years have you been doing this? This will be our fourth year. Fourth year. Fourth awesome. year. And you, yep. have you guys been to GTI out there? No, but I've seen many. Uh, um, I don't remember what the, there's a company on you. There was, uh, who were they? They were on YouTube and they do uh, kind of like shoot houses out there. So I've seen like the drone probably, fly uh, over. Truck to blue. Yep. Yep. That's it is uh, pretty that's, uh, intense. Mitch, probably. Yep. It's dude, it's a bad nuclear facility, man. It's like call of duty. You know what I mean? But in real life. <laughs> that's the reason that we were so intrigued in this is one, we were going to sponsor our green beret to go, but he, for, one reason or another, which I'm not allowed to say, he's not allowed to travel. So <laughs> we're not sure if he's going to be able to do it or not. But either way, we definitely want to come and, and make this part of our like yearly thing. We work a lot with veterans, and, and um, it'd be cool to do some stuff like this and and get other people involved and some of the companies that we work with, get them involved as well. Um, I think this because it's all South Carolina stuff, and the fact that this is in South Carolina, we, you know, we just know too many people here not to bring them to this event, you know. Yeah, man. And like, I think, like I told you, we talked about before, it's like, um, I feel like, uh, in, in the coming next year, we're going to expand even more. 
um, I really like, I'm, I'm more of a fan of giving back and people say, Oh, that's, that's that much per, you know, for team that's expensive. But uh, as you guys know, to run events, it's not cheap. No. Um, we, we don't, we, we don't make anything, man. And like, I think I always tell myself and our, you know, our team always talk about is that we always give back, take care of our shooters. They'll come back around. Yep. And I think come next year, man, we'll get more involved with the training, um, doing more fundraisers for wounded warriors, you know, you know, cyber foundation, recon foundation, and to see what we can do to take care of, you know, the community itself. Well, yep. it sounds like you're putting a really, you know, well-organized, um, functional, you know, kind of, you know, to, what's the word I'm looking for? World-class, um, you know, event. I, I think we've all at some point paid money to go to some sort of event and found it to be, you know, organized or un- disorganized. And, you know, the whole thing is kind of done with a, you know, piss poor half ass kind of uh <clears throat> mentality but it doesn't sound like that's the case at all and when when you put on a good event and you give people a good experience um they're willing to pay that money to come back and do it again so yeah i think if we take care of people man they'll take care of you that's you know yep yeah that's i mean that's that's across the board in, any, in anything you do yep yes sir so you're still active right yeah i'm almost done man i got a I'm actually going to be trying to head in the East Coast soon. In the next few months, I'll finish there and I'll be out, man. Like a last duty station deal over here. Oh yes, sir. Are you? You're you were in the army. Yep. Yeah. We're at we're out in the East Coast. You know. Um. Uh, right now, again, I'm actually uh, I should be headed to New Jersey area on the far upper East Coast. I'm trying to get South Carolina, but it's uh, not working out right now. So. There's not a lot of places for people like you in South Carolina. Mm. hippies yay <laughs> no, i like to, i love south carolina brother um i'm trying to get out there retire there give it a couple years see if it's where i want to be um i'm originally from texas so i mean I'm, i don't know man i'm just trying to everybody talks about when i when i want to grow up you know what i mean yeah <laughs> i'm yeah. still there <laughs> you know what i mean i'm just enjoying life i meant um, base wise by the it, way man. not uh not, not oh no else. so currently right now man i ain't got uh couple injuries you know a couple diplomats back so i decided to change i got magically put on recruiting orders and i was like hey man this is a good spot to do networking marketing i learned a lot and so i'm like you know i got a couple years left i'll just finish here i'm like i can't i'm not i'm not deployable anymore so (laughs) because it make any sense i mean i miss it don't get me wrong but i'm also not gonna be hindered to my guys right yeah they ain't gotta worry about me catching up you know what i mean so I can do, we can do other things, you know, mentor and lead without uh, be there in person. So I try to do as much I can, you know, still for the community. And I feel like this event does help as well. Um, and I'm still in contact with a lot of people. So I, I do enjoy that. I just, yeah, I miss it. But yeah, I'm, I'm, you know what I mean? Time to pass that torch, man. You got some young folks coming through the ranks. That's yeah, there's, there's hungry people on them teams that want to get out there. And, That's and, good and leadership, man. You old folks hold us back. So it's... <laughs> I will whoop somebody with my cane. I bet you would. <laughs> <laughs> so we, one of the companies we were with, uh, One Nation Coffee, they, um, John, one of the f- owners of it, he's uh, he's still active as well. But he actually does recruiting now, and they put him, gave him a duty station here in South Carolina, somewhere down here near Charleston. He does recruiting down here. What's his last name? Oh, how do I not know that? John Richards. I think I might know him. Navy I've, fella. I've seen him on social media or something like that. I think he may have liked our page. He's a sniper as well, correct? No. He's a EOD, I think. Yeah, he's explosive stuff. Yeah, EOD. Nope, not for me, man. I don't like that. (laughs) 
we did a podcast with him and he's and we asked him uh, i was like what what do you do if you run up on these he's like just just pull the uh, fuses out that's it so you just pull the fuses and then the bomb won't explode it's like, I like that. you know, I they're that like, you, which bro. wire do I cut? You know? And he's like, just, uh, just pull the blasting caps out and you're good. I'm colorblind. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think that'd be a good gig to get, get out here and do your life. How many years you got left? Two or three? I'll have uh, a little less than two, man. Once I'm there. Yeah. That's the move. So I'll go, I'll go uh, full retard my, this next year and then uh, put my packet in and uh, you know, that's about it. That's good. That's good. That's it, brother. So how many guys are running the um, Snipers Unknown Challenge with you? Oh, man. It's a lot. So we usually try to have, let's say, 10 to 14 ROs. And then, like, um, we're really good friends and partner with Amex Guns since the first year. Um, they're local there in South Carolina. Um, Brad Amick and his family there have been really supportive. So he literally closed his shop. Um, for the whole weekend just to help us out so he has his entire staff which is around the same amount running a sign booth you know the vendor days you know running water for us getting his food so we hit you looking like you know like i said 20 to almost 30 people contributing to making this thing happen man every year so if you have 10 to 14 ro's and 50 teams how does that how do you split or do they not all go at once i guess so what we do again, everything's blind. We don't, we have a, like use like a waiting area, right. And it'll be 50 to hundred yards away from it or, re, or behind a wall. So all you hear people shooting, you have no idea what's uh-huh. going on in the state itself. So that we have like a briefing area slash holding area. Uh, once they're brief, once they're told everything. Um, and we're, we're big on, you know, certain things like don't do this, don't do that. Do not tell people. We don't even allow people get, some people get mad. They're like, well, I want to go live on Instagram. Like you're not allowed to go live on Instagram. You have, 40 more teams behind you do you know what i mean so yeah we try to keep everything as secretive as possible obviously not, oh ts and all crazy stuff but it's we want to keep it fair to everyone else but staging area brief and then when your turn your turn comes up man you just come up ready to adapt that's about it so it's kind of ran like typical army training where you know you, you show up as a group and then teams run through but you can't see anything have no idea what's going on then you, you just roll through one at a time Yep, pretty much, man. No stress cards allowed. Yeah. <laughs> Did we ever find out if that's a real thing? I keep hearing about it, but I've never, I've never yeah, met me, anyone me that neither, knows. Man. Yeah, well, you would neither. know as a recruiter. I've seen pictures. I've seen pictures of it, man, and I don't know. So, as a recruit, you say, are are you running a recruiting station? Or are you actually going to high yeah. schools and talking? I'm actually, to kids? Uh, I'm actually uh, currently at Maps in Phoenix. Um, so. I'll be taking a step down for a little bit. Again, I'm I'm, I'm almost done. Sorry, we don't care. Yeah. Um, I'll be taking a station out in Jersey. Um, if I get not too long, but I uh, personally, oh man, it's a rabbit hole. Anyways, it, it leadership wise, I feel like one of those things. If you don't do it, your guys are not going to do it. And a majority of people who are out here don't want to be here, man. So, recruiting the mission itself is very very difficult. What makes it even difficult? Like when I need something done, I got no privates, man. I got E5s, E7s working for me. And, you know, I mean, we all come from different backgrounds and I may be very aggressive to at least my style versus somebody else's style. So it's a big clash of different types of, you know, leaderships and we're all NCOs. So it's kind of, it becomes difficult sometimes to, to get out there and get it done. So for me personally, I go out to the schools. I go shake hands, kiss babies. Um, you, you know, how it works. We got to build that foundation within our communities to make yeah. things happen. And I've been very successful out here 
I've been sitting top 10% since I've been here. Um, so my goal is to continue to do that over there in, in New Jersey. If everybody gets mad at you, just throw, the, throw your long tab down on the table. Is that what you're doing? No, not <laughs> me. I'm not. <laughs> I, I have no long tab, man. I'm uh, a regular army dude, bro. Yeah, me too. I just work with yeah, all the long, long tabs. Yeah. Um, I, I polish your boots. <laughs> yeah, that's the same. I'm a, I'm a dude. I, well, not anymore. I don't have to polish anything anymore, but I was really good at polishing dress shoes. I can tell you that. <laughs> I, just, I just gave away how long I've been in. You know what I'm saying right there? Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yep. You've been, we've had what, four uniform changes? Three? Let's see. BDU. BDU, uh, AC, ACU, multicam. multicam three. Huh, yeah. Take me a third. I'm on the third one. So, I like the mo- dude, ASUs were just the worst thing ever. I'm like, who lays in gravel? You know what I mean? Yeah. They're not it's good. like the worst. And I deployed with that thing. I'm like, this is so useless. Did you really? Yeah. And I think I, I was in Afghanistan in like 0405 with that. That sucker didn't work, my man. Nah. Yeah. I work. had multicam nope. when I was there. It oh, also yeah. didn't I think work. Multicam, <laughs> it, well, I think once it fades, believe it or not, a little bit, it's actually a lot better. Yeah. It looks dusty when it fades. Yep. 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 Yeah. Man. Well, back to the sniper challenge. We keep uh, the. Um, so how many stations are you planning on having? We uh, usually run eight to ten. Okay. That's like the, where we sit at, yeah. Eight to ten stations, two days, and then you, you go out there for the full week. Do you know what GTI used to be before it was GTI? I think it was I think it was a nuclear facility, man. Was it? Like Cold War I think so, era? Dude, that, I have no idea. I just know that that sucker go down in the ground, like super deep. Like, yeah, I don't know. Well, as a t- I haven't even took the full tour yet. Like, I it was so big and I was busy. I was like, this place is ridiculously huge. You can go like, I went in one store. I was like on the, maybe the third or fourth store, and I dropped a rock on the center of the stairs. And that sucker took a while at the bottom. Wow! I was like, wow. And it was pitch black. Like, I'm like, yeah. But I mean, it's it's cool, man. What I like about it, it's like, uh, in these, I think majority of folks we don't get the opportunity to do urban shooting or angle shooting. So I feel like that offers just a unique environment to these guys to shoot. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's um, because it's. I'm trying to think of what other. There's a lot of places like that around the southeast that has um. That has like. I don't know how the best way to describe it. Like the, the we, like we go to one and it's a full Afghan village, and then across the road it's like, you know, like a a mud hut village and then it's a compound from with all those little russian pop-up things it's uh it's like it's crazy to think about all the different training facilities that are down here that people use that most people don't even know about because i don't know that outside of uh, maybe two years ago i knew gti even existed yeah they they were uh they're really heavy on law enforcement man they're the majority they do have this you know sniper training that things like that as well a couple of our guys actually attend their courses um, and that's how we initially met them. It's just like, that's just pretty cool, man. Like we've done training with these guys. Um, and then, like I said, majority of their uh, instructors are actually people we know as well. Or like I said, some of our guys deployed with or been with at one time. So it just kind of worked out, man. We get along with those guys. We have the same minds in regards to, you know, helping people in training. So it just worked out, man. That's dope. That's dope. Um, was it, it was at GTI every year, right? No, uh, first year, I think it was, I can't remember the name of it, man. It was like some special club out in the middle of nowhere. It was really nice. It's like a thing. I can't remember the name of it. 
Can't, cannot remember, brother. Uh, but I know the second year was at Rutgers Farm. Uh, good, a good friend of Brad Amix. We just said, hey, here's my farm. You can have it. Do whatever you want with it. That was pretty cool. Um, are you guys looking to that. change venues every year? Or are you right now, I, GTI right now is like something new to a lot of people. So yeah. we're going to be rocking that for a little bit. Um, there's just so much. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And like, even I feel like last year, we, you know, as far as like, you know, how it was ran and everything, it was, we had a couple of hiccups, man, because it was something new. Um, for example, the one of the stages was like on the very top of the building. Like you're lo- you're shooting off eight stories or ten stories, right? And me personally, like, oh, okay, I carry a deer ring and a pull rope or whatever if I'm going to go go in an urban environment, or I heck, I just have it attached to my bag. These are some guys civilians; they don't understand that. So to get from one story, which is up a ladder, they had to do a pull rope, and they're like, "How am I getting my bags up there?" You know what I mean? So yeah, we lost like a lot of time trying to help these dudes get their bag up and mm. we both know it's like hey the mission dictates what we carry sometimes these some of these dudes carried a bunch you know they're making it to the third fourth story like, time yeah. out homie <laughs> i'm like nah bro you got you got 10 minutes from the top of the stairs to go back up top and get ready to shoot and some some i mean some stage we got held, held up for about an hour plus wow and it just i mean is what it is but again that was our first time using gti so now we know you know i mean i'm sure we were like oh a horror story stairs and they're gonna be like i'm ready we have a guy's text us and like, hey, dude, here, look at me. They're climbing mountains right now. I'm like, heck yeah, man. I look forward to see you next year. So, yeah, it's uh, those stairs are the most peculiar for most people. <laughs> oh, the, um, the, the ranges that are set up there, are they set up for just you or are they ranges that are already there and you're using in the way you want to use them? So pretty much in a nutshell, they have their own setup, right? Um, for their, they do training there. So in a nutshell, pretty much GTI is very awesome and supporting us. So they pretty much got, hey, we got this for you. Got a tractor. What do you need? You got vehicles you want to move. You got this. Here's your targets. And we they just let us play. They let us do whatever we want, set up how we want for that weekend. And then when we're done, we just break everything back down. That's that's about it. But it's pretty much ours for the weekend, man. That's cool. And uh, the people that you have on here, because I was per- browse, perusing? Perusing the website, snipersunknown.com. Stalking, stalking. Stalking. <laughs> yeah, we never even said it yet. Snipersunknown.com, and then you're on, um, uh, what's the name of that social media? Uh, Snipers Unknown Challenge on Instagram, and I'm sure you have a Facebook and everything else for, for okay. people that uh, want to follow along. And we'll say it again at the end. But I was looking at your uh, website, and so you have a primary and secondary shooter. So both members have to shoot, and is it one shoots within a certain range i remember reading and one shoots outside and they can't swap that or how each do you have the team set up each stage, each stage, is, stage is different uh, um and like it, man, it it's different man it could be like hey you can come into this area with just your rifle and they're like what the heck you know what i mean and like they don't know i need a tripod or i need a bag or i need this so every every time it's like it's just, it's just a curveball where like you can come literally turn come out a door and it's like five or four four foot by four foot space where you and your partner have to engage targets up to like 1300 and it's like really hard to kind of get adjusted so again it's just not a real yes we we put stuff on there kind of like the bare minimum to bring um in regards to like if they don't miss targets very often then they'll be all right if they miss a lot then they're gonna miss a lot you know it's nothing that we we can we, we can't control how they do we can control the stress level which is we try to we make it where it's mentally stressful more than physically stressful. If that makes sense. Yeah. We make definitely. these we make these dudes think, man. And that's the way to do it because overcoming stuff in the flies, at least in my 
limited experience in Afghanistan. Being able to think quickly and make a good decision fast was uh, way harder than the mountain we climbed to get to that decision. But the yep. um, I mean, climbing, 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 and then that one minute something changes, man. Like that's yeah. where that training kicks in. You know what I mean? Exactly. The uh, I want to talk rifles for a minute. What's the predominant? Because I know the round that I would bring. And I know the round that I own, but what is the predominant round? Like you have a round limit, right? They, I think it was a hundred. They can have a hundred pistol, hundred rifle. I think that's the minimum we put on there. Yeah. Um, I guess again, man, like we love to humble people sometimes. I think the first year we had some five targets and they shot pistols. I'll do shot hundred rounds right there wow. <laughs> on one stage. So I don't, that we that's a better minimum. We, we tell we put a brain. Um, but the majority I feel like is going to be in the six, five Creedmoor air, six mils. That's uh, what I was going to ask because uh, reaching out that far, I mean, what are you looking at for? I think it said 1400 feet. Yeah. I think that's the last year. I think it was like 1380 something is one of our further targets. Yeah. Reaching out that far consistently. I think that I figured it'd be in the six. I'm a, I just hate six, five Creedmoors. I, I, I see it. Like I see vegans and CrossFit, you know? I mean, I, I, I actually just, I have a six XC, so it's kind of, it's rare. I mean, people don't have it because it takes money into loading. I do all my loading. So, um, that, that round, it's very light, but I'm shooting 2970, almost 3000 feet per second. Wow. And it's shooting, shooting still same hole at 300. So. Wow. That's pretty good. I have to, um, I think I know some, I think my uncle has one of those too. Cause he's a big six mil guy. Um, but I, I've been, I'm a 308 sucker. Yeah. I, a lot of our guys, man, a lot of our O's, I mean, they're instructors. They're like, yeah, you got to cheat. And <laughs> so, <laughs> That's you funny. know what I mean? And then, and then like when you miss, like, yep, I guess it didn't help you. <laughs> Talking shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's funny. But yeah. There, we have a lot of the teams come out, uh, run the two sixties, obviously military issued stuff. The schoolhouses come out as well and they bring their guns out too. So, um, the only thing restrictions I guess we have are going to be velocity and, and no magnums. No magnums. There's no, uh, um, I think I saw something about air pistols. Yeah. I mean, just for those people, like, it's a pistol. Like, come on. Yeah. So we, we put that in there in case, you know what I mean? <laughs> just so it's not clear. So if I show up with my 50, my 50, my ba- my desert Eagle 50, I'm good to go. No, 45, I think is uh, a <laughs> little for ACP. In the, I think um, your hand will be hurt. Your hand will be hurting after the first day. I, guarantee I couldn't it. afford to shoot a 50 cal that much. It's like $3 a bullet. Uh, I guess we'll go for buck strokes, I guess. Count yeah. those, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I can throw it like a tomahawk. That, just, I've done that. Just the whips. Yeah. Just the whip only half <laughs> It point. jams all the time. The only way to unjam is to throw it at a tree. Don't do that at home, yeah. people. Or do. I don't care. <laughs> uh, in the gold, man. <laughs> yeah. In the rules, it says um, it's. it talks about... Uh, a primary and secondary shooter um, and the primary shooter taking, I guess all shots over, is it 600 yards and secondary taking shots under, under 600. Is that right? So again, uh, we do put vague instructions on there um, <laughs> as we, <laughs> and again, I, it, people are like, I hate that. I'm like, I, I, again, and the thing is there's different categories of type shooting in regards to long range, which is PRS, right? We okay. know it's one that's very popular out there, which gives you ranging to targets distance directions and it's based off a time hack um use our time hack is usually five minutes long um we're at the point where say hey you come around a corner 
And like I said, game is him. Like, hey, oh, he's down. Your partner's down. And he's the primary. I mean, secondary is still going to shoot regardless if it's the thousand. You see what I'm saying? So we put those twists on those scenarios in regards to that stage. So yeah. you're going to adapt. And we'll let you know in the brief, like, hey, uh, this is uh, all targets are open. Uh, you know what I'm saying? We'll give you the brief and we'll give you the instructions to clarify everything before you, you hit that corner or you go over that, that corner of the wall or yeah. the, the height or whatever it is. Yeah, that makes more sense. It's, it's like you can't put all Trust the rules me, it's in a there. Question, it's, a, it's a question everybody asks, and I'm like, adapt, my man. Yeah. Like, God dang, I hate you. Like, hey. <laughs> Well, that's the Love whole point. It's, it's called Snipers Unknown, you know? <laughs> yeah. It it's like not it. Snipers. Here's the rule book. Yeah. Here's exactly what we're going to do today. Yeah, exactly. So, so I have, we have listeners that are both in um, and have had guests that are both in, come from military backgrounds and law enforcement backgrounds. So I have to ask, who tends to perform better? <laughs> law enforcement Civil, or civilians. military? Civilians. Really? Civilians. Neither. Yeah. Civilians. <laughs> wow. I, I, dude, dude, there's guys... Uh, have won it two years in a row. And man, like I, I told myself, once I'm out, I'm going to go seek out these guys and go do some training with them. Like, um, as we know, range estimation is huge. Like if I'm going to take my range finder away from you and then you got to gauge all the way to 850. Yeah. And you're just like, and I might even give you even numbers. You'd be like 125, 210, 336, <laughs> and you know, 575 and then 750. And then I'll stack them offset. So like the 750 looks like the 800, you know what I mean? And these dudes, are not ranging or anything range estimation, man. And sending it first round impacts. You wow. know what I mean? That's impressive. They're just, it, they're nasty. And I'm like, these are, these, I'm just glad they're on our team. You know what I mean? I just wish they wouldn't do I would have easily direct shot down range. You think um, military, and, man, military and law enforcement rely too heavily on their tools and they don't think about it when they get there and they're like, shit, I don't know how to free range. You sure. These aren't like, uh, you sure these aren't like ground branch guys from CIA that are saying they're <laughs> say, saying they're civilians? Or Department no, of Energy no, these people. Guys are, no, these guys are world class shooters, man. They uh, cool. attend a lot of events. They they get out of the comfort zone. Yeah, and that's what I like about these guys. Um, they're 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 very involved in you know the long range community. They most of the majority either work for some kind of like night like they work for night force. You know, poof. Those are the guys. It's those are the guys I'm talking about, and they they that's their job, man. Yeah, they're living they and breathing those that products, stuff. Put them through their paces. And they train like I, I don't this guy. Every time I see these guys, um, they're they're winning. You know what I mean? They win ours, too. So and, and it, it just shows that the training works. And they put themselves through those situations and they sometimes they win, sometimes they lose. Majority of the time they win. Uh, and I've seen them perform and they're good. They're a good team. That's the key word right there, man. It's team. Yeah, for sure. Is Triple Canopy still a thing? Do they show up to that? I mean, if they did, I don't think they told me. Yeah, they probably <laughs> wouldn't. I just wondered. <laughs> I don't know if there's the banana, same banana split. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The other one was uh, Department of Energy. I think the Department of Energy holds the record right now for the longest sniper shot, uh, like target on paper. That's crazy. They're actually uh, very close in that vicinity because they they guard those nuclear power plants, so they have to be able to shoot somebody that's a mile away. You know. Yeah. Yeah. There's a Department of Energy and IRS, and there's some really there's some really like uh, agencies and departments within, within the government that have uh, positions. I'll just call them positions or jobs that you would not think that they have. Yeah, yeah, you would not think well, the Department kind of, of Energy yeah. has a long range sniper. <laughs> like, it's also like they have a actual like a like you know okay you in a cyber school you have identifier or whatever. It's not 
particularly your actual MOS or your career field. You know what I mean? Right. So that's actually done within the police department itself. So some of our, like my buddy, he has, he's done those as well, where he's gone to multiple courses, like the CIA has one, the FBI have their own, Homeland Security has their own, mm-hmm. you know, sheriff's departments go through their own paces. They all have these selection process for all these agencies too. And they all offer different types of training. So yeah, a couple of our guys do that and they do, you know, helps them out. What uh, do you know the different? So in the Army Sniper School, there's two of them. There's the one yeah, for so did, or what changed now? It did. Uh, yeah. So actually, that's much again. Um, some of our guys that work for us are actually instructors there. Um, and that's what I'm saying. I'm very proud to have those dudes on board, man. They, they awesome. make things run smoothly. None of the BS. I hit the target. I seen it hit, dude. You hit the pole. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> this is <laughs> my job. Count, you know, <laughs> we we see trace. Yeah, we see trace. Um, and like people like that. Like I think at first they try to. I think when my first year I was already on the stage and uh, the guy's like, hit, I heard it. I'm like, you missed, hit the pole. He cussed me out and he kept shooting. And he's like, you're going to give me that point? I'm like, no, I'm not, sir. And he smiled at me. He's like, you, you're you good at what you do, man. I appreciate you. And I was like, damn you. And he, yeah. Like, yeah, I saw it. I saw it hit pole too. I was like, he goes, you called the, you called, you called the miss before I even hit, before I even hit the impact. I'm like, yeah, man. He's like, good job, man. Took my hand. That was it. <laughs> but he tried to get by on me. So. That's stuff I want to see. I, I'm sure that you won't let us come down there and hang out while people are shooting. But if you did, we'll see. Maybe we'll try to work something, man. Again, with a demo range too. Maybe you can get you out there and check out some guns. I'll throw my range officer on my hip and uh, and throw a uh, a boonie cap on, pretend like I'm one of y'all. And a PT belt. Yeah, and a PT belt. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, we definitely want to come out there and look around the place because it, it looks cool, and we're both super interested in the topic. And you know, as I don't, we're definitely not snipers, but we're you know as deer hunters and looking through scopes and stuff, we spent a lot of time doing it, just not anywhere near the level that you were doing it at, but we're interested in it. We like it. And our, well, like I'm I said, a, I our, love hunting, man. I mean, well, I bet you're good at it too. And, oh, dude, rifle's easy, bro. Bows are rough. <laughs> yeah. Bow. We see, Bows. we do a lot of bow hunting. Uh, yeah. We do a lot of, of archery and bow hunting. That's, it's, it's way more challenging. And that's the thing is our, our, our long tabber. He, uh, he's, we, he's picked up, the compound bow because we've been telling him like anyone can shoot a deer with a gun you know from any mm-hmm. distance like you can lay he killed a deer last year and i gave him a bunch of shit for it it's like dude you were you know 500 feet away or you know 100 meters away inside of a blind wearing all black like the deer had no chance it walked right out to your corn pile i was like <laughs> do it again in a tree 10 feet away with a bow so he's taking it to heart and in uh what is it two months he's worn out the strings on his bow yeah. Like he shoots every single day. Every day he shoots, tags me in his group, um, like in his grouping of arrows. But it's like, yeah, bow hunting's hard. It takes serious effort. And it's, you know, um, but it's kind of like a, a it's, it's the same. It's not the same, but it's, you know, like the what drills I, you I run like through before it, you pull yeah. a trigger. What, it's the same drills. Correct. Yeah. Like the best part about it, man, you have to, like, it gets you out from the prone or, you're yes. sitting down somewhere. You got to stand up. You got to shoot. Um, it takes a little more. People don't understand. Like I got some big old meatheads. I'm going to pull your bow back. I'm like, and they, they, you know, poop themselves. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's different. You know, it's different. It's a lot I mean? different. It's a different type of pull. You yeah. You tell I mean? them to point it at the target. Don't point it up and pull the pull. Pull it yeah, straight, straight back. back. Don't let it move. And they can't do it. These big, strong dudes can't do it because it's not a muscle they're used to using. Yeah, they can do pull-ups all day, but pulling it straight back. Yeah, can't do it. They have to arch their back and and, and dip their elbow real low and, and bend in the knee for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> oh, to my buddy. My, I had a buddy try to pull it back. He's a big old 
meathead and he's i'm like you need a spot bro he's like shut up let me alone (laughs) (laughs) yeah it takes practice did you uh did you hunt growing up have you always hunted or i actually started around 2002 man okay so uh my ex-wife believe it or not her family is big bow hunters man like man so much that's all they they don't even like guns yeah bow only bow only uh her uncle builds, you know, bows by hand, you know, oh, wow. um, recurve, stuff like that. They got me pretty involved in it. And I, dude, I killed my, I went, I think I went my first year. I went like all, whatever, the whole season, like two months. And like the last week I killed something. And ever since then I've been hooked, man. Like awesome. I shot a deer at five yards, bro, five yards. And they went like 10 feet and it was just like, wow. Like it's slow-mo, a, you know? Yeah. It's a you whole, see the arrow, you see the triangle, like the blood. Like, yeah. Oh man. Wow. And I've been stuck since, man. It's a, it's a whole different process when, you know, you, you learn how to shoot the bow first, right? And you build the, you build your, you build up your, uh, your consistency and your, your routine and the habits and everything you have to do. Uh, and then you almost have to relearn it again in those, those small instances where you have a deer close enough to you, because it's a lot harder to do that when you have something with eyeballs that yeah. is watching you move or potentially seeing you move, but you still have to be disciplined and go through the right motions and the right mechanics. Um, it's a lot different at five yards, 10 yards, 15 yards than it is, you know, sitting in a tree stand or laying prone with a deer hundred yards away, 150 yards away. Um, not that that's not hard, especially when you get in the back country, right. And you're having to hike up a mountain and shoot a, yep. an elk or a mule deer from across a valley or whatever. That's not that that's not difficult. It is. Uh, but for whitetail, especially here in South Carolina, you're not taking shots beyond a hundred yards very often. So, Dude, right out here, bro, I think the everything I shot has been 50 plus. It yeah. sucks. I missed the biggest deer of my life this year. I'm like, I've never missed a deer. Maybe I was just nervous. I don't know. I'm going to blame on the new rest I got that week. So that's it. I'm sticking to that. <laughs> <laughs> I actually like almost fell off a mountain and I messed up my rest. So I went and got it swapped out and I zeroed at 20 and just, I'm out. You know, I went to the door and hunt that next weekend. Yeah. Uh, shot a buck right between his horns, man. Right between his horns. I'm like, what the hell? And then I'm like, maybe it was me, you know, I missed it happens. And then I went out shot. I mean, this year's probably 180 plus. I'm, I shot in the exact same spot. I missed the buck. So I think my bow is just off, but I mean, you live, you learn. And guess what? I'm, when I move, I'm going to start hunting again. And I'm going to re- reconfirm everything again. Maybe I have to get a new bow or I want a new bow. So I've had the same bow for a while. So yeah, man, I'm, I'm re- you know, I got to redeem myself. <laughs> I don't know how that feels. I had a, had a shitty season last year. I ended up, uh, I, 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 <clears throat> uh, get it, I get shot it. a deer, uh, the first night, the first, my first sit, uh, and it started pouring halfway through the sit. So I, I shot the deer, had to drag it out in the rain and, uh, I fell with my rifle and my rifle hit a tree and it knocked it, it messed up the, uh, the scope. So I had to get everything, you know, reezy road and for whatever reason, after that, after that, my rifle was just not the same the rest of the season. Uh, I would shoot it, and it would it would be fine. I was shooting a fine grouping, and then I think what happened was I got because I knew because I had I missed a deer after getting it re you know all dialed back in, um, and then it got in my head. And even though I would go to the range and practice, and I would shoot a you know I was shooting at a hundred yards, you know a, a silver dollar size grouping. But then when I would shoot at a deer, I was missing completely. I think it was, I, I think I got in my own head and developed target panic 
because at, at 100 yards, I was I was shooting fine, but then you put a deer at 80 yards in front of me, and somehow I kept missing. Tell me what it is, Ortiz. Fundamentals. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, too, I think you may have just psyched yourself out. Like, Yep. I've done it where, you know, you have, you're, you're training one of your soldiers, and like, I don't know, it's just guns. And then you get behind it, and, you you, you know, you – you you shoot well with it and the kids like what the hell happened i'm like yeah, it's called you yeah and and then you gotta and then you gotta walk them through it man and you yeah. may, may have been nervous you could have been tired at the range um there's been i don't know if you know like chris cog read his book like he uh he was on his last call at the schoolhouse and he was shooting like shit and the instructor's like what'd you do yesterday she killed yesterday and he's like oh shit i had chew in my mouth <laughs> put chew in and then he went and crushed it you know what i mean so Sometimes it can be something different that we didn't do the first, like we zero the first time. Yeah. Know, angle, position. Yeah, his head was up a little totally bit different. higher or and, a little bit lower. Yeah, it could be, some, yeah, it could be totally, something totally different you just forgot about or you're just having a bad day and it affects how you were shooting that day. I'm sure you said it too, but we used to always tell everybody it was their trigger actuator. <laughs> the, flux, the flux capacitor. There yeah. You <laughs> your trigger actuator is all fucked up. And they'd be like, what's that? Like your your index finger. You know, you're pulling it too hard. Yeah. <laughs> straight, straight back, my man. Straight back. That was the best thing is taking officers to the pistol qual and they can't shoot shit. And you're like, they're like, I think the sights Wait. are fucked up. I'm like, I promise you they're not. Promise <laughs> you they're not. <laughs> yeah, tell them, then they clear the clearing barrel and they shoot the hole in it. Every time. Every time. <laughs> Every time. It happens. We had somebody clear a Mark 19 or a, a Mike Mike one time. And it wasn't cleared and lobbed it over the fence. And it was, it was like, you know, there's a village over there. So it's. You got to go look for it. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> but you can't let it not, you know, it didn't go. It's not like, you can't just let it lay there. You got to go find no, that, it, man. You're in I've trouble. I've seen now. that before. Same thing. Yep. They were actually the clearing barrel. And then uh, we're sitting there clearing. You're tunk, you know, that, that, that yep. shink sound it makes. Yep. And you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Looks yeah. Like, it wasn't me. It wasn't yep. me. And you look in the turret, the guy's like mouth open, like, oh. And like, fuck, load back up. Yep. You know? Turn it around. Because if the thing don't go hungry, off, it's asshole. sitting somewhere waiting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they don't go off very often. I mean, I mean, they're pretty good sometimes, but they got like a I mean, rotation cycle. Yeah. Yeah, they got to go far. They got to awesome. go real far. I love them. It's so cool to watch, like a bunch of black cats going off somebody's yeah. house. Yep. <laughs> That's why I love stories and they talk about they uh they capped some dude coming out the back door with a um with the under, with the M four underbarrel one. And they're like just exploded five feet in front of me. It's like I I don't think so. I think they take like thirty something rotations before they go off, right? I don't even remember anymore, man. It's, it's a lot. So they long. gotta go real damn far. <laughs> far enough away yeah. they don't hurt you. So they're designed that cool. way? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah, they got to spin like I think it's thirty times. So if you don't lob them good, if you just shoot them into a building, they just they go through the build or sometimes it depends on the building. Yes, yeah. If you're close, it'll just like the mud huts. It'll just just lob itself in there, just be a bunch of big holes. In it. Yep. <laughs> then you got to go get them because if you don't, they'll get them and they'll wire them up and they'll use them on you. <laughs> yeah, blow, just blow, just do blow that sucker in place, man. It'll be a good fireworks show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think uh... drop a one five five on it and then and then it's no big deal. I mean, I'm I'm a fan of you know shooting far away, but it's nothing like watch dropping bombs on people. Like it. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's I don't know. Maybe I'm just using that taxpayer money to good use. I don't know. What's fun is sitting on top of a, on top of a ridge, and they they bomb the valley, and you're like, oh, that's cool. And then because you don't realize that it's gonna ride oh, it it's up. Coming. It's coming. You don't even realize it. the first time they did it to me, they <laughs> fucked me, and I'm standing yeah. there 
no big deal. And that thing comes up, and it's like I, I didn't have sunglasses on or nothing, man. Dicks. Oh, it comes. It's all. It looks. It's super cool though to watch. Yeah, and it looks then, like when they, close enough, it still kind of hurts. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like when they pull the tablecloth off those tables, you know, and it like rolls and just sucks everything under it. It's mm-hmm. fun. It's fun. Yep, they got you good then. <laughs> yeah. Why is everybody hiding except for me? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll or, stand or, up or front. Like They're like, stand right here so you get a good view of it. And I'm like, tight. Thank y'all for hooking me up with this. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know how the army is. They'll send you. My first duty state, I mean, you know, they send you out looking for grid that, squares, man. batteries for the chem lights, keys to the Humvee, all that stuff. Exhaust example, you know? Yeah. Dude, exhaust samples were the shit. They put them in balloons, and they're like, do not let this go. If you let any of this out, it's going to cause carbon monoxide sensors to go off. So you're sitting in a room holding balloons full of just a sergeant's mouth air. I was I was not active duty, but uh, I, I, we did we would take... Um, at a place I worked in the break room, if we found, you know, sometimes you get a banana and it's really straight. It doesn't curve. You see the new people to find the banana bender. <laughs> yeah. 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 Jokes like that. Like a pricky seven. Like a pricky seven. Yeah, the pricky man. seven. Yep. <laughs> there it is. It's there a, it is. it's a, uh, it's a radio. It's like, yeah, get, I need new batteries for the pricky seven. And they're like, okay. And then. Oh, prick E7. Yeah. That's <laughs> it. You get it. His dad was military. So he's grew up in the military his whole life, but. <laughs> But yeah, I see that. Okay. Well, the joke, the joke kind of ended up ended with the uh, Kimlite batteries because now I got those krill ones that actually took batteries. You're like, Fuck. yeah, yeah, they don't work no more. No, nope. yeah, they. The, well, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a the, refill real quick. Yeah, you're good, man. The only thing they got me with was uh, was the grid squares, the box of grid squares. I think it's because I'd never heard it said before. Like if somebody told me to get batteries for a Kimlite, be like, okay, I know. For those that don't know, chem lights are a chemical reaction. You 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 know, it's like what you get on Fourth of July, and you break them, and then you swirl them around. They light up green. They they send soldiers to go get the batteries for those. And then uh, Humvees don't have keys, so they tell you to get the keys of the Humvee. There are none, but they usually send you to like someone in charge, and you go in there and ask them that, and it pisses them off. One because their E fives are wasting time fucking with the privates. Secondly, because you're wasting their time asking for something that doesn't exist, and you're too stupid to realize that doesn't exist, and it makes them angry. <laughs> Even though they were themselves at one time a private. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. That's, did, you qual- did, you, did you qualify, though? <laughs> every time. I do. We used to do, <laughs> we did, uh, what's the, um, what the, what's it called when you put them in the sand pit, in the volleyball pit, and you qualify in the volleyball pit? It was uh Shit. Okay. I know we're talking about that. I can't remember what's called, but that's a lot of fun too. You convince people to like basically smoke them till they puke. And then it's like, in order to be like, we're in the army, we leave no trace behind. So you got to pick your puke up and put it in your pocket. Nice. And so you have these, she's like going into staff duty with puke in their pockets covered in sand. Oh my God. And yeah. Nobody ever gave me scissors and told me to cut the grass though. That never happened. I seen a dude on extra duty a long time ago where they just didn't have nothing for him to do. And I was leaving for the day and I went out there. So our majors like flip them rocks, make sure they tan evenly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, get him. He must have fucked up bad. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's really good. That's really good. That's the only thing that I miss about not staying in. If I had done 20, 25 years, the things that I would have to be able to tell people to fuck with them. Like the, that's the only thing I think I'd miss. 
that I'm missing out on. Yeah, I'm a creative motherfucker. Yeah, I bet you got a bunch of them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did you ever want to be nah, a drill? Yeah. Uh, nah, man. At that, I think that point, I mean, I, I, you know, I respect them because that's the job we need. But I think the way it was when we grew up to where it is now, it's just not the same. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't think you can uh, mess I mean, with people. Obviously, anymore. generations change. You know, I get that too. Um, it's kind of like we talk about recruiting. Like they feel like you know, old school recruiters feel like they, this is the way it should have been, and that way done. Like, that shit don't work anymore. Yeah. Like I, I can call a kid and he wants their phone, but if I, you know, do a Snapchat or some other bullshit, like, oh, what's up, bro? You know. Yeah. You know, it's it's just different, man. And then, I never um, thought obviously about that. that's what we're talking about right now is considered hazing. You know. <laughs> yeah. So. You know what I mean? That's wild, man. It's. Did you see Jocko Willink's post the other day? No, Bud's too much for me, man. I can't handle it. Buds has introduced a uh, stress timeout. That's tight. So if you're going through Buds and it's a little too much, you can call a timeout. And you can go to the side and the medics will make sure you're okay. So I'm just going to go ahead and say it here. So we're we're not political at all. But one thing I will, I will proudly stand up and say, I don't care what kind of trouble it brings me, we are destroying the military destroying it. We used to be a country that was fe- that was feared, and now it's like you you can have stress times out, red you know peace cards, and and like if someone hurt, you're not allowed to haze. Pe- Being hazed builds character. If if you're not allowed to make if you're not allowed to fuck with a private, what makes you think they're going to live through war? Like I don't. It's like well, that, all this. It goes back that, to the that's thing. What, it's like it's like the thing too is like. Uh, when I had uh, my soldiers and they hated my guts, you know, as E5, and while we while we walked up this damn mountain for no reason, for PT, that's stupid, aren't? And you know, pending, I already been in Afghanistan, oh four, oh five, and I know how much. Doesn't matter how me running twelves and thirteens in my two mile, I still was hurting. Don't mean shit. Every, every you know, what I'm saying, it don't mean shit to you. The elevation change, and and it wasn't until after they became sergeants or whatever it was, they that I wasn't really an asshole after all. You know what I mean? Yeah. And but I think too is like the people are not standing anymore to kind of get that experience to determine like why we did what we did. That's another issue too. And I think the good people we do have and are leaving. You know. I just worry about the future, like not the right now future, but like ten years from now, what's the military going to look like? I think it's going to be a bunch of people that are scared to upset anyone, and no one's getting the correct training, and no one is going to be able to respond in combat when they're being yelled at. Like, the things that happen, the communications in combat are very vulgar and offensive. It's like, but we're trying to keep you alive or keep somebody else alive. So it's like, if I say something, and you want to call a timeout, be like, that's offensive, Sergeant. It's like, okay. Like, we all just died now because you weren't doing your part because I, you know, I called you a word that offends you, you know? And here's the thing, too, even, even for me, is like, you know, yeah, I'm a leader. And it's, I, I think, too, it's hard for people to stay in, too, because they don't understand. But also, there is bad leadership. You know what I mean? So it's kind of hard for people to adapt when there's not, they're not, they're in searching what kind of treatment they're going to get. They don't understand from one person to another person. But that also comes from like the platoon sergeant level, too. It's like, how you determine where the outcome of that platoon. You know what I mean? There's right. dudes out there, like, I had NCOs when I joined, like, man, I don't want, I didn't want to stay in. Like, every time he saw me, he would just smoke me for no reason. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was just to show off. It wasn't about, you know, if you're going to do something drastic and really, yeah, the dude's going to throw up, he better learn something that day. If you're doing it despite the dude because you're, you're fucking bored, then, then we're not in the right place. 
You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Collective training. But that's the, the, the thing. Not, I want to fuck with you because I'm an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> that's a big difference. And I feel like a lot of dudes were doing that. Um, I think the issue became and it became something when like people like myself or you were to actually discipline your soldier. It came off as the exact same thing, which is not the case. You know, it's kind of like, we're not, I'm kidding. Not, we're talking about politics. Same thing, defund the police. Doesn't mean all of them are bad. It's yep. the same concept, man. And a perception, I tell this to people, perception is a motherfucker. People don't really understand the true story behind a lot of things in life. And they get their picture or idea about something they don't understand. Versus yep. exploring and trying to find, like, I'm open mind to a lot of things. You know what I mean? And I, I'm, I'm, I you know, I got to figure that out before I judge, judge this person and before I, you know, get all mad about things. Like I told you, I, I, I get bothered by very little. Um, because it, it doesn't affect me personally or my family or my finances. So it's all good. If I didn't want to write checks and everybody's mad about it, I'll just invest it. I'm cool with it. <laughs> you, know <what> I mean? <laughs> you know, he's going to give it to us anyways. Yeah. Yep. I think that's a, I think that's a war thing. A lot of people that come back from not necessarily deployed overseas, but people that come back from war experience war, like the things that bother you just, it's very low. I used to get bothered by everything, but now it's, I realize that there are things in the world that should bother you and then most of it shouldn't. And to spend time being bothered, I mean, it just stresses you out for no reason. There's just no reason to be concerned about it at all. Life, life's too short, man. Life's That's exactly right. For some people, it's shorter than it should be. But, well, shit, man. That's a, uh, we're coming up on an hour here. So let's, October 23rd. Is that right? 22nd, 23rd? Yeah, so 22nd, man, we're going to be doing like a open vendor day. At least that's the goal right now. Um, we don't understand. Majority of our shooters and people actually work. So, um, but our goal is to have a vendor day for everybody to come out um, to the public. Um, it's actually on the site as well. So if they want to like uh, come out, we obviously can't have them out the whole weekend. Um, but we're trying to schedule some classes. I don't know if you guys want to come out and talk to you, you know, people as well. We'd love to have you. Um, but yeah, man, just come out. People get, you know, same mindset, good atmosphere. You know, come out, see some cool guns, it's cool people. Yep. So if y'all want to support it, October 22nd is the open of the public day. The last two days are for the show. And Whiskey and White tells us going to go ahead and buy everybody food for Thursday night or Friday night? Let's do Saturday night, brother. Saturday night. So we're paying for all the yes, meals sir. on Saturday night. And bring some piece, swag man. and probably some whiskey. Um, and we'll I'm get in. more on that later between us or T's. But fuck, man, yes, thanks for coming on, dude. It's been a great conversation. Yeah, appreciate it, man. No problem, man. No problem. Appreciate you guys. Absolutely. Yep. We'll have to do this again sometime, man. Thanks. Yes, sir. Actually, we'll do it while we're there. Oh, yeah, we should do that while we're there. We'll bring the shit, and we'll do a podcast live one night. Yep. Dude, let's do it. I'm actually, I'll tell my buddy Brad, I was like, dude, I need a firefight out there. We need to make it happen. Dude, we can do He's multiple like, okay. podcasts that weekend. Yeah. <laughs> we're down to stay the whole time if you'll have us. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, just uh, be- before, uh, before it gets crazy. I would definitely go to GTI's website for the for you guys. I'll do it today. Um, they do have rooming and lodging there. I'll oh, definitely shit. jump on that, man. So that's how they do. That's how they get funding for them. Helps them out, uh, but it's very limited. So I'd jump on that as soon as you can, man. Yeah, that's okay. what we'll do. Cool. We'll cut that part out so nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, they're they're gone quickly. People would camp out. They have tents and everything else out there. Yeah, we'll figure something out. Yeah, that's the move. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, man. You guys have anything for me? Y'all let me know if y'all need something. Um, or any of your, you know, listeners, do you have any questions or concerns? Just, just feel free to reach out. Yeah, we will. Anybody has any questions, Cypress Unknown, uh, Cypress Unknown Challenge on Instagram. And do you have an email, good email address if anybody is interested in being involved? 
honestly, like at the, I'm always at work, so I don't even have time to check emails. But it's like uh, my phone's always on, um, and then I always answer most of the social media stuff. That's where I'll be most of the time. Uh, okay. My buddy Brad and Sean are on the emails, so if they want to talk to me directly, like social media, probably the best bet, and just say Ortiz, what's up, man? I got a question. There you and go. I, I'm all. I, I go every night to make sure I answer everybody's questions every night. Cool. Awesome. Cool. All right, man. Well, thanks again. We're excited, buddy. All right, man. Appreciate you guys. Yes, All right, sir. thanks. See you. All right, man. Take care. Bye. that has the stories to back it a life to be proud of it's a winchester life yeah baby six eight western oh, i'll be over there baby right there tune in every tuesday at 7 p.m eastern on waypoint tv